Welcome to episode 18 of the Family Geekery Podcast. I'm Chris. I'm Amber. And I'm Danny. And this week we've got a big topic. We're going to be talking about The Sims. This is a topic that I think everybody can talk about for days. But before we get into the main topic, let's talk about our week. Who had anything going on this week? Um, well, not me personally, but, you know, there's kind of a cool thing happening at League of Legends. Um, they just brought back their Star Guardian skin line, which um, is an existing skin line that they've had events for um, a couple times in the past. You know, they pick a couple champions and release a couple skins for them. And it's my favorite skin line because it kind of you know, mimics the the magical girl anime um, genre. So like Sailor Moon and um, that stuff like that, which, you know, one of my favorite animes. So if I can see my favorite characters in League dress up like my favorite anime, you know, it's kind of cool. So there's a big thing happening over there, big event um, with some storyline, some lore, which is always fun to have. Um so yeah, there's actually a lot of stuff going on this week with the San Diego Comic Con. There's like news coming out every day about you know different trailers and stuff. No way we can keep up with all that. Hopefully, the listeners have a better source of information <laughs> for that. Um, but yeah, it's always exciting time to see all the the new stuff that Marvel's doing, and just it, it's it's incredible to see all the things that are connected to that comic-con like a lot of stuff like video games tv shows movies like it's not just comics anymore and then you see some celebrities there you're like what do they have to do with anything but it's just a cool <laughs> place to be so really fun um also amber and i did our first uh twitch kind of live stream uh let's play type deal with um the game stray and keep an eye out on our YouTube channel. We'll have some of that posted up on there soon. Danny, how about you? I know you had a, a busy week last week, and we missed you last week, but anything else uh, going on? I haven't done much, but one of my games that I've been playing, Dead by Daylight, came out with a new skin kind of deal with um, a popular anime that is called... Attack on Titan. And <laughs> yeah. And if you don't know, it's just a very popular anime, like fighting type. And so a lot of the skins of the survivors are from characters um, from the show. And, uh, and the killers also get skins because one of the main things about Attack on Titan is the Titans and one of the um, killers kind of matches the body type, I guess, of the Titans, so it actually matches pretty well. Sounds cool. Gotta be silly seeing the 2D anime on a 3D model. It actually looks really cool. I think they did a really good job with it. Nice. Cool. Alright, well, we're gonna roll right into this this big topic we have, and we're not 100% sure going into this episode if this is going to be like a part one and part two, or if we're going to make it all through in one episode, we'll just play it by ear. And if we need to stop at some point and cut it in half, we'll, we'll do that. But, but we're going to roll. So The Sims, this is a, a game that has been around for a long time. And as, as a parent, if there's any parent listeners out there, you know that as you're raising your children you always have like something you in pop culture that you need to share. Like, Oh, you guys need to do this or you need to try this or you need to listen to this music. You need to watch this movie. You need to see this show because this was the best thing when we were growing up. So that's always fun. Like, like star Wars, right? Yeah. Hey kids, you should watch this star Wars thing because I really dig it. And you guys will probably dig it too. And then maybe mom says, Hey, you should watch, Pretty in Pink, because Pretty in Pink was my favorite movie growing up, you know, that kind of stuff. Um, very seldom is it become the case that the, the kid starts enjoying something more than the parents did in the first place, right? Yeah. Like, you guys love Star Wars, but I don't think you could ever go toe-to-toe with, like, original Star Wars trivia with me, right? <laughs> maybe, maybe close, but 
then I'm probably still the, the bigger fan. Uh, but in this case, this is a game that I started playing before you guys were born, but you have well surpassed me and the experiences of playing this franchise of games. So I think that that is so cool. This is like the first time that that's happened on, on this kind of stuff. You, uh, you agree with that? Yeah. yeah. Cool. So let's, let's talk a little bit of, uh, of history here, getting into, uh, setting the scene for, for what the Sims is. I think everybody's heard of it because there's only been like 200 million copies sold worldwide. It's one of the best selling video game franchises ever. Um, if you look in the top 10 list of video games sold, there's several of the Sims titles in that top 10 list, you know, <laughs> along with some heavy hitters. Um, all started with, uh, Will Wright was the, uh, the developer for a company called Maxis. I think he was one of the founders of Maxis, which was a, a software company. And they had some, they had some big games over the years. They had a little, little game called Sim City that came out in 1987, which was a smash hit. Um, they made a game called Spore. They even made, and, and, uh, I don't know if you guys ever saw this, but back when Windows, I think Windows 95 came out and Windows 98 came out, it came with a free version of pinball. Oh when yeah. You clicked, when you clicked on the start menu and you went up to games, you used to have only solitaire. And then after, I think, I think it was Windows 95 after Windows 95 came out. You had solitaire and you had like space battle pinball. Mm-hmm. Well, that was made by Maxis. So that yeah. was this company too. Um, so Will Wright wanted to create a virtual dollhouse. That's how we described it early on. And somewhere along the way in 1991, which is a couple of years after his big SimCity game came out, he lost his, his house and all of his belongings to the Oakland fires of 1991. So he lost basically everything and it made him think about how can I take this loss and this life experience and, and put this into this virtual dollhouse? And he decided to, uh, to make that kind of a theme to it. So he, he brings that to the board of directors at Maxis. They're like, mm, nope, <laughs> we, we don't want to throw any money at that. And he's like, oh, well, you know, please. So they give him like one programmer. And uh, so he's working with in a secret project. I think they even called it Project X or something. So it's just him and this this one programmer that they gave him working in secret while he's also working on like the sequel to SimCity. Like everybody <laughs> thinks that's his day job. He's working on the sequel to SimCity. And meanwhile, he's doing this in the, in the background. And uh, a couple of years later in 97, Electronic Arts, who was their distributor, um, their publisher, actually ended up buying Maxis. And the, the people, the directors at Electronic Arts were like, Oh, you, you want to make like a, a sim person type thing? <laughs> we, we like these sim games. They make us a lot of money. <laughs> um, yeah, let, let's make a sim person game. That, that sounds pretty darn cool. So they, uh, they give him the green light and, uh, and he's off to the races. So, so that, that sets the scene for how the Sims eventually gets made and, and published in uh, 2000. So developed by Maxis, published by EA. Um, within the first two years, sold 6.3 million copies. So at the time, it was the best-selling game of all time, surpassing a game called Myst, if anybody's heard of that game before. Um, that was a big seller back in those days because this is the early days of multimedia. Before that, games were kind of boring. So the, the, the games of multimedia uh, fame were super huge and super popular. And this one came in and just blew them all away. So The Sims, girls... Have you played The Sims, the original? Yes. Um, I know a little fun fact about The Sims in their development stage. Do you know the first item that they programmed to use? No, what's that? A toilet. Because nice. <laughs> they could, you know, sit on it. They could sit on it and eat. They could sit on <laughs> it and pee. <laughs> so the toilet was the first thing that they programmed into the game sounds like a typical uh programmer <laughs> the, what if they what if they called it sim toilet and then <laughs> ea's like well, let's uh let's get a couple more things in there first before we start putting this on the shelves but yeah so what do you remember about the original the og sims like well, how much we, did you play it we played it after playing you know a couple other of the games um because 
you know, I wasn't alive in 2000, just missed it, I guess. Um, and so we played it later and didn't play too much of it. Um, you know, once you play the later versions, it's kind of hard to go back and fully invest into the old ones. Um, I can see that it's like nostalgic for a lot of people that did play it, but didn't have that ring for me, but very good game. Very fun to play around with. So I can, I can tell you since I'm probably the only one that, that has the firsthand experience of seeing this without seeing anything else first, obviously. Um, there, there's a reason why it became so popular and that is there was nothing like this, like this, this game used a lot of AI, a lot of artificial intelligence. Um, the, the, the Sims, the, the simulated people that, that you are controlling, if you don't control them, they'll actually start doing things, mm-hmm. right? They'll, they'll do things not completely autonomously. Like they won't, there's certain things that they're, they're programmed not to do. Like they won't go get a job and that kind of stuff. But, uh, short of, short of those big major changes, if you just leave them alone, they'll, they'll cook some food, they'll go to the bathroom, they'll, you know, maybe wander from one house to another, that kind of stuff. So that was pretty, a, a pretty big deal seeing artificial intelligence. And, um, that, that just made it so cool that, that people could, you know, control some aspect of, of their character. And then their character would also, you know, control some of their own aspects. What I will also tell you and now, now I played this game as an adult, so I wasn't a kid playing it. And that also puts a little different, a little different, uh, light on the whole thing. So the original Sims had these desires or needs, needs, well, needs. So you have several different needs like social and yeah. hygiene and, and that kind of stuff. And in the process of giving your sim what they need, you have to, you know, get a job. So they have money because they're going to need that money to buy food they need that food to, to eat and they need to have social interactions or else they go stir crazy and they need to do physical fitness or else they get unhealthy and they need to take showers and take baths and go to the bathroom and wash their hands or else they, they become unclean and their house has to be pretty on the inside or else they get their what is it, the environment <laughs> yeah you know, the environment need uh goes goes haywire so you're you're constantly juggling all these things and and i'm sitting here playing this game like okay send the guy to work okay get him <laughs> get him back uh if he wants a promotion, he has to have, you know, two social points. So I need to call up <laughs> the goths and, and invite them over to dinner. Oh, but that means I need more money because I need to make more food because they're going to eat the food. <laughs> and then wait, wait, when am I going to sit down and read the cookbook? Because I need to read the cookbook or else I'm not going to be able to cook. Well, let me let me go find some some sketchy girl and then marry her so she can read the cookbook. <laughs> I know that's a little sexist, isn't it? <laughs> But I need to get on. I need to get on the bench press. I need to start exercising, or else I'm not going to get a promotion at my job because I need two physical points to get my next promotion. So all this is going on, and I still have my my Prima um, guide. So Prima is the the big publishing company that makes all the guides because we didn't have the internet. We couldn't just Google like what job track do I want to do if if I only have two social points and you know four physical points. So we'd get this book from the bookstore and we'd look through it. And I, I determined that if you join the military and you go the military track, because there's like 10 different career tracks that you could do, the military track was all about working out and like no friends. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I could eliminate the whole social interaction, never had to invite people over, but they just come over right, sometimes, yeah. right? And I'd have to like shoo them out or something or, or you do yeah. the trick where you put the, uh, Draw a box put the, uh, the ladder into oh, the pool or no yeah. a diving diving board into the pool but no ladder to get out of the pool so they <laughs> yeah. jump in the pool and they just drown mm-hmm. so so as i'm playing this game and juggling all these responsibilities i'm like this is just like real life <laughs> this is depressing as hell like there's not enough time to get everything done and you have to have entertainment right you about to yeah. buy a tv to have your entertainment so there's all these things you got to do and i'm like God, this is an awesome game and it's so well programmed and it's so fun and interactive, but at the same time, it's just a simulation of my life and my life kind of sucks. So this kind of sucks, <laughs> you know, <laughs> so it's, it was very depressing to, to play. So if, if you wonder why I didn't play Sims, uh, 
three and four. <laughs> you know, I played a little bit of Sims too. If you wonder why I didn't play th- three or four, it's because like I need to focus on my own life. I don't have time to <laughs> focus on some fictional person's life. Micromanaging fake people. Did, did you guys find the same thing with, with that or any of the other games find that? And maybe it was just the, the balance of the original game was a little different than the newer games. And maybe the newer games were a little bit more forgiving in the, uh, in the needs. Yeah, that's definitely part of it. Um, you know, Sims 2 is a very, very difficult game. It's genuinely challenging to control, you know, the kid gets home from school, they have to do their homework, but they're, you know, they're not having fun because they just went to school. So you have to make them play pinball so that they can get their fun up and then they have to do their homework. But then by that time they're hungry. So Sims 2 is definitely the hardest one that I've played, but they, they did get easier. Um, Sims 4, very easy game. It is so easy to max your skills quickly and, and you know, there's so many ways to um, take advantage of the game um, to get friendship up quickly and stuff. Um, but I don't know. I think it's just fun um, to play it in a more imaginative way, you know, with all these challenges that sprung up with Sims 3 and Sims 4 to play those and takes you out of real life a little bit more. Yep. So um, a couple more trivial bits about the creation of Sims. Um, Will Wright was also inspired by a couple books on the creation of this game. And one was, was regarding uh, modern architecture, which I think really uh, goes in line with, he, he wanted, he wanted the, the house that the, the Sims would live in to affect you know, a well-designed house would be a, a, a positive thing for your sim, and a, a not so well-designed house would be a negative thing. Um, and he also took some of his artificial intelligence programming from Maslow's hierarchy of needs. Have you heard of that, Amber? Yes, I have. Um, as a psychology student, I know quite a bit. <laughs> um, But yeah, Maslow's hierarchy of needs is, um, it's visualized as a pyramid. Um, And then at the bottom, you have your basic physiological needs. So that's your water, your food, um, just stuff that you need to survive or any creature would need to survive. And then above that, you've got your safety needs. And that's, you know, um, a job and money and personal security, um, stuff like that. And then above that is love and belonging, which is, um, you know, friendship and, um, love family. Um, then above that, you've got esteem. Um, and that's, you know, your respect, your status, your freedom. Um, and then the highest point is self-actualization, And that's like what you are supposed to strive for. And that's, you know, basically you've achieved everything and, and whatnot. Um, And, you know, it used to be imagined or used to be um, thought that you couldn't step up to the next step of the pyramid without fulfilling the prior stages. But I think psychology is kind of, you know, turned away from that and that you can overlap and, and prioritize other things or, um, not quite needing one to get to the other, but yeah. So that definitely sounds like some of the, uh, some of the needs part of, of yeah. that game. Yeah. Like they'll autonomously get their food, but they may not autonomously, you know, go get a job, you know? Cool. So the, the game itself, very popular. The game spawned seven expansion packs. They were living large house party, hot date, Vacation, Unleashed, Superstar, and Making Magic. And these expansion packs, when they first started coming out, like the Live in Large expansion pack, it was so big and so changing that the, the Prima Guide that I'm talking about actually had their own Prima Guide for Live in Large. Wow. And then they had one for House Party and Hot Date. Um, as, they, as they went on, they didn't print a new book for, for each of them, but <laughs> they, were, uh, they were a big enough deal that they did. Um, along the way of, of selling 
the sims and of course you got a company like ea that knows a little bit about marketing and a little bit about <laughs> selling software um i'm gonna list out the different editions that they they sold so buckle up they had the sims collector's edition the sims party pack the sims triple party pack the sims deluxe edition the sims collector's edition 2 the sims double deluxe the sims <laughs> mega deluxe the sims triple deluxe the complete collection of the sims the Sims Complete Collection, yes, those are two different things. The Complete Collection <laughs> and the Complete Collection. <laughs> and then the Sims Full House was the last one. And all these different editions were basically combinations of the main game and some of the expansion packs, uh, leading all the way up till at the very end, having just everything. So the Sims Full House actually had all seven expansion packs, plus like a preview disc for Sims 2. Wow. Um, they were doing that all the way back then. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh man, EA hasn't changed it a bit. <laughs> nope. I mean, that was that was pretty aggressive for the first game. Now that spanned, you know, many years. Um, in the process, they made a console version of The Sims, and then the console version had its own kind of sequels. They had The Sims Busted Out, mm-hmm. and then they had a spinoff games. I don't know if you even remember this one. The spinoff games was called The Herbs. Do you remember that? I've, I've heard of it. I've no. definitely heard of it. The full title is The Herbs, colon, Sims in the City. So it was kind of more of an edgy. Yeah. It was like, um, what, what were those different dolls that you guys grew up with? Not the, the Brats? The Brats. Yeah, it was like the Brats version. I was going to say it's like the Brats the version. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, so that, that rounds out the original. Now we're going to get into The Sims 2, 2004. Do you know do you know the setting of these games like how it shifts from game to game? Yeah, the first 3 games are in a timeline and the fourth one is an alternate timeline. Right. So the the Sims 2 is actually set 25 years after the original. Mhm. So I think by then Mrs. Goth is deceased. No, she's actually missing in the Sims 2. Oh, the oh, she's missing. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I read I read that she was she had croaked, but <laughs> that sounds like a better. Uh, it sounds like you got a better story for her. <laughs> oh, there's a whole lore video um, about that, and I'm sure lots of videos. But um, the YouTuber Plumbella does a really good summarization of Bella Goth. All right, let me list out a couple differences, and then you guys talk about if you remember those differences and how how they affected the game. So the, the new game is full 3D instead of diametric projection. Yeah. So that means they had to recreate everything. They couldn't use any of the assets from the first game. They had to recreate everything with new skins and new new models, I guess. Um, they added aspirations and aspiration points. And then it introduced the Sim store with over 400 items. So talk about aspirations. Who wants to handle that? I can do it. All right. So basically when you're creating your sim in the beginning of the game you can pick a thing called an aspiration which is basically like the life goal or your goal as your sim as you're surviving and usually involves like a job or a hobby or just a skill like that. Um, it, it basically just gives the player something to strive for rather than just surviving or making a family which can also be an aspiration but it's just it's just another thing to look look for strive for like that so the original game had like nothing nothing to drive the story or or your your progression through the through the game it's basically all sandbox so i think this was it sounds like it was an attempt to at least guide you a little bit in in your activities with this particular character and then if you created another character you could have completely different aspirations and it makes the replayability you know endless pretty much does that sound right yeah and the aspiration points um basically give your sim personality um and you know it's like how on a scale from one to ten how sloppy are they how clean are they how social how mean and then you've got like 20 points that you can put on this on this scale and create the personality of your sim. I remember that. I remember there's, uh, because I had 
so this game again 2004 so this this game is one that i bought and played well before you guys ever did mm-hmm. um i remember having the 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 play guide for this also and there were some strategies about well if you put extra points into cleanliness or something then you don't have to focus so much on washing your hands every time um you know after you take a crap or something because <laughs> it, you have you have a little bit more you know innate cleanliness to you so you can focus on other things is that wow is that right? Do you, you remember having any kind of strategies like that? I never metagamed when I, I was think... playing Sims 2. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think I had like a strategy where I put more into cleanliness or something more. I think there's like a social one or something like that. I don't know. I think might have... I think there's I think there was one where like if you put enough into cleaning, you could like click the floor and have them clean the whole house. And I think I just had them do that. Yeah, I think they would if they had enough innate cleanliness, they might wash the dishes by themselves instead of leaving them out. Yeah, that was it. So what's the uh, what's the Sims store all about? Um, I don't know about the in the Sims 2. It must have just been other dlc because i know they had that in the sims 3 but so they had it there for a while in uh in 2014 so 10 years after the game came out electronic arts said they were no longer going to support the sims and they were going to close down the store and at that point they gave out the sims ultimate for free so that by this time they had origin as their game loader and i think this is how you guys probably got the Sims 2, because you get The Sims 2 with all eight expansion packs. Those eight expansion packs being University, Nightlife, Open for Business, Pets, that's a big one, mm-hmm. Seasons, Bond Voyage, Free Time, and Apartment Life. So when they closed that store down, they knew there was going to be some backlash because people spent money on items and people bought these expansion packs and they're dropping the, uh, the support of it. So they basically gave out the Ultimate Edition and it was for like, I don't know, like two or three months in 2014. They just opened it up. They said, come grab it now. And then that disappeared forever. And I think that's how we got it. And, and we still have that on Origin. Is that correct? Yeah, but we, we played it before. We had um, like a purchased copy of The Sims 2. Um, I, oh, I, we might have found it at like Goodwill it. or something, right? I think you had a disc because you played it. So you must right, have Right, I, I had it originally, but I think over the years... We collected a couple of the packs. We we definitely had pets and seasons, I think. But every time I found like like big versions, like someone rubber banded like six different expansion packs together at Goodwill, I'd I'd grab it and I'd bring it home to you guys. <laughs> <You're> like, All right, <laughs> yeah. Here's here's some more Sims for you. <laughs> so we yeah, may we, have ended up with multiple copies of some of these games. Yeah, but I had issues with the Ultimate Edition. Um, by the time the Ultimate Edition came out, I was you know, playing Sims 3 mostly. Um, and there were problems. And I know a lot of people had problems with like the shadows looking weird. And just because old game on new computers, not not the best idea. But they gave it out for free so you can yeah. complain. That's a, yeah. that's a pretty good strategy by them. A couple other small facts um, about Sims 2. Did you know that you could create what they called neighborhoods, right? They call them neighborhoods mm-hmm. now. You had multiple neighborhoods. Did you know you could create neighborhoods in SimCity 4 and they were compatible between the two games? Yeah, I knew that. Did you ever do that? I never did that. Um, but you could, I believe you could download other like neighborhoods that people have built and put them into your game. Now that's something, uh, that part of all, of all these games is something that you guys thrived at was creating your houses and building houses. And I hated that part. Like when I, when I played Sims one, I would buy whatever house, you know, you start with 20,000 simoleons Uh or whatever. I would buy the house that, that looked like it would, it would fit the best for my money. And I'd still have enough money to buy a computer so I could get a job, right? You have to add a computer to find a job, um, a workout bench, a a small TV and a refrigerator or something like that. So I'd buy (laughs) the best house I could that, that I could get a couple needs in and I'd have some crappy bed which is a mistake. Got to have a good bed or else you're not going to get promoted in your job for some reason. <laughs> um, or, or real good toilet. Um, but but I would watch you guys build these elaborate houses and, and they actually like look nice and stuff. And I'd try to build something. <laughs> and I, I actually recreated some of our houses that we owned in that game. 
yeah. which is also a mistake because they just end up way off scale. Yeah. <laughs> like the, the lot size isn't big enough to build our house. Like why, why is it not big enough to build our house? <laughs> um, all right. A couple more, couple more things. Um, Mark Mothersbaugh. Have you heard that name before? No. I know you have. I may have to give you some context. Mark Mothersbaugh is a, a musician who composed most of the oh. music in Sims 2. Okay. Do you know some of the other things that he's done? No, what? So he was famous in the 80s for a band called Devo. You've oh. seen Devo? They wear the yellow suits with the yeah. hats. and uh-huh. Okay. Uh, whip It. Whip It mm-hmm. Good. Um, also, composers for the music in Rugrats. Oh, and all of the uh, all of the Rugrats films. So is that at why the the end, kids' music the, is so good? At the end, you'd always see his name in the credits, like prominently displayed. Like it was always Mark Mothersbaugh. Um, let's see. Here's another question for you guys. Do you know who symbolers or what symbolers are? Tumblr. Yep. Oh, oh yeah. like story makers and stuff. So Sims. Well, Sims Two was the first game to really embrace the modders Mm -hmm. and modders would create websites on tumblr and they'd be called symblers yeah all right what about i'm gonna i'm gonna say a phrase here that's gonna sound weird and just see what your reaction is to it int prop sensor grid size (laughs) do you know what that it's a cheat sensor grid size means is that a build cheat it is. It is a. Or no, that's. I guess a, a command line that you can put in. Yeah. So there was some controversy about Sims Two. I'm sure there's a lot of controversy about several <laughs> of these games. There's some controversy where an attorney in Texas said this game is promoting nudity and showing kids nudity, and it's promoting that kind of evil stuff. And the one of the head Honchos at EA said, "That's ridiculous," and they were talking about the how how you could make the uh, pixelization of your private parts disappear. Okay. Oh. So so when you're changing or going into the shower or using the restroom, it pixelates all the all the parts. So the, the the director, one of the directors at EA, said, "That's ridiculous." We went all through our code. Um, if you take away all the the pixelization all the blurriness of it they these uh these sim models are basically like barbie dolls they are genitalless that was his mm. that was his uh statement that he made in an interview um to 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 put that to rest that's just hogwash right it's fake news fake news <laughs> well i guess it wasn't fake news but Uh-oh. as soon as he said that they patched the game real quick to take out int prop sensor grid size <laughs> so int prop right a property that's an integer sensor uh-huh. grid size is how big how many pixels uh, all the uh the little fuzzy squares are uh-huh. and you could set that to zero wow. and if you set that to zero it would make the fuzziness so small that it didn't exist right mm-hmm. <laughs> so mm-hmm. it was actually something that was put in during the development while they were testing it and it was never supposed to make it out once they published the game, but apparently it did, and it existed, and now it's been patched out, of course. <laughs> but that was, uh, I guess there was some validity to that to that drama. Gotta love those kind of stories. <laughs> um, it, but but you take any game. I've been around long enough to see every game exploited, where if, if there's a way to make someone naked, they're going to make <laughs> it, it <happens>. naked. <laughs> it didn't take... Didn't take the kids too long to make Laura Croft Laura Croft naked. <laughs> so Sims, it was probably easy pickings. All right, anything left on Sims two before we move on? No. I say, I say we're going to tackle Sims three, and then next week we're going to come back with Sims four and all the adjoining properties. What do you think? Sounds good. Sounds okay, good. so Sims three, two thousand nine. This one is set twenty five years before the original. Yeah. So you have a young, a young uh, Bella, Bella, which isn't a goth yet, right? She hasn't no, gotten married. Bella Bachelor. Bella Bachelor, right? 
Okay, so this game introduced wishes and goals. So who's going to talk about wishes and goals? So wishes and goals um, pop up. Um, you know, same kind of thing as Sims 2. You make your Sim, you give them an aspiration, um, and then when you start playing with them, um, your Sim will, in The Sims 3, your Sim will have wants to do things, and some of them will... Um, provide benefits to your aspiration. So if your aspiration is to have five kids, raise them from toddler to teenager, which was a common one that we often picked a lot, um, then you're, it might suggest that you get pregnant or if you're not pregnant, get married. Um, and um, th- But there was other ones like eat grilled cheese was a simple one. And <laughs> if you fulfilled them, that's my goal. <laughs> so you would kind of pick them and, you know, you could have four at a time. Um, and once you fulfill it, it poofs away and uh, you get some points, some aspiration points. And um, Sims 2 also had aspiration points because um, it had a similar once and fears system. But um, with these points, you could uh, buy perks. Um, and then the Sims 2 is mostly items that would, you know, like a money machine or something but in the sims 3 it was like um fireproof home or you know just like other little benefits that would stick on your character and only that character only that sim had it um so those were you know a cool system to you know again give your your game some storyline um give your game some some more things to suggest um some random stuff or some some things that you need to do to complete your aspiration. So the Sims three is probably the first game that you guys played like launch, right? Like yeah. the other games you came about after, after they were made, but this is probably the first like launch game 2009. You guys are still pretty young. Um, I was already playing Sims two by then though. But, but this, um, this brings up one of my memories of you guys playing Sims, and that is, I think you guys learned more about life from the Sims than you did from me. <laughs> <laughs> and and I, I say that, that that's a that's a horrible statement, but let me clarify <laughs> a little bit on this. Um, I started hearing terms like <laughs> woohoo and. Try for baby. <laughs> and, and I got to imagine as a, what would you have been, a five and eight-year-old at this time, probably, <laughs> that when you're clicking on someone's head and click clicking try for baby, <laughs> because that's an aspiration or a goal or a wish or whatever it happened to be, uh, I've got to only think that if I think back to when I was that age, uh, I'm wondering now, was there something in your in like in your brain at that point that thought, Oh, when I get when I get older and I meet some nice boy, I'm gonna tap on his head and and click on the try for baby bubble in the I mean, shower. <laughs> well, you used to tell me that The Sims was inappropriate. I would watch you play it, and you'd be like, "Oh, this is inappropriate. You can't play this." And I probably for that very reason. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't think there is any. Woohoo and try for baby in the, in the versions I was playing. I think that was the later uh, terminology. Well, I was in Sims 2. Was it? Yeah, Sims 1, you just kissed a lot until you had a baby. Because I don't think, yeah, I don't, I was one of the, I didn't, didn't think you had babies in Sims 1, but you did. I don't know how exactly it worked, but I think I've seen people do it. And I think once you're romantic with someone, you just click kiss multiple multiple times and then i think a baby just gets delivered to your door that's right that's right yeah and you couldn't create a child in sims right. 1 yeah like in your creative sim that came out later in the later mm-hmm. games where you can create a, a child of any age um the games also got more complex in their and their aging yeah th- throughout the years different stages of life and and whatnot um so let's talk about the expansion packs real quick we had seven in the first game, eight in the in the second game. What's what's your guess? More than eight or less than eight for the third game? 
Including the stuff packs? Just the expansion packs. The We're expansion. not even touching the stuff packs in this. <laughs> oh, then more. More than eight. Eleven. Yep. World Adventures, Ambitions, Late Night, Generations, Pets, Showtime, Supernatural, Seasons, University Life, Island Paradise, and Into the Future. Was that the order they came out in? I believe so. I Seasons think so. came out late. Jeez. And these things, some some of them, I remember, like, as soon as they came out, you had to have them. Yeah. And some of them, it was like, yeah. well, let's wait till the next uh, Maxis sale yeah. and, and see if they put them on 50% off or something, because they're always good at that. I have a stack of all my computer disks right behind me with all my Sims packs. Oh, yeah, because we're still, like, in the, in the physical media yeah. realm back in The Sims 3. So we'd be going down to Best Buy and grabbing whatever the, the latest expansion pack was. Or or go to go to tar- Target, I think, is where we got a lot of them on sale. Yeah. yeah. So those those um, expansion packs really changed up the game in Sims 3, didn't they? Like, what was your favorite expansion pack out of the ones I listed? Generations. And what did, what did that do to the game? Uh, it basically gave your sims personality um (laughs) it added just about they added it added a lot of stuff for every single um life stage um Mm -hmm. so you could you know some some new toys for the toddlers and um boarding school for the kids and after school clubs for the teenagers and um canes for the elders and a couple new jobs and it was all around just a really, really good expansion pack and probably the most beloved of all of the Sims expansion packs. What about you, Danny? What was your favorite expansion pack for Sims 3? Definitely also Generations, but of course Pets is also <laughs> a good one. One thing about Sims 3 is that that kind of era was when YouTube started getting popular and YouTube or Sims was really big on YouTube for many years. And like part of playing the game was like, in my experience was also like watching other people play the game, seeing like their challenges they come up with, seeing their reviews, um, their creative Sims. And that's what I really liked about Sims three and those memories. Yeah. so popular on YouTube that some YouTube creators would actually name themselves after the game, wouldn't they? Yeah. Like, like who's your, who's your Life favorite? Simmer was really big in The Sims 3. She's probably the most famous Sims 3. Um, she had a Generations Let's Play, and I think that's mm-hmm. what sparked a lot of people's love for that expansion pack and for the entire Sims 3. Um, but even before that, there were like... Um, like in Sims 2, there were machinimas, and Sims 3 had a lot of machinimas, you know, just people doing stories and and stuff. But um, Who's your favorite? My favorite? Oh, yeah. Lil Simsy. Lil Simsy, yeah. I've heard that <laughs> name a lot. Well, I mean, Sims is her last name, so kind of named after Sims, but also just her name. <laughs> oh, that's neat. And what about Supernatural? I remember that being uh, like a, a must-have yeah. for you guys. yeah. That was really good. What did that add? Um, well, it added a lot of supernatural races, I guess. Um, vampires were added previously in Late Night, um, but Supernatural added werewolves, uh, goats, fairies, fairies um, witches. Yeah. I think those were the big ones. And a couple more were added with other expansion packs, but... So if the main main game came out in 2009, and that was about halfway down the list, that was maybe a 2011-ish type um, expansion. Yeah. How is that timeline-wise to the TV show Supernatural? Is it like popping right in there? I don't remember when Supernatural came out, but probably they um, had that. I'm wondering know. who was copying who, and who is what <laughs> I'm getting at. <laughs> I mean, all the way back in The Sims 1, they had the Make and Magic, and I think that added witches, so. Yeah. Cool. What else about The Sims 3? Anything else that we want to talk about on that game? Well, they had, along with 
that DLC. Um, you know, they also had the Sims 3 store, which um, was a website um, that you could go to and and buy additional content. Um, they had like small little packs of if you just wanted a bed, a specific bed or an entire neighborhood with, you know, casinos or roller coasters or, and whatnot. You know, they had dedicated content for that. And I remember, you know, we didn't really do that a whole lot because it's like, I'm not going to spend $2 on a hair or $2 on a bed, but um, we would, you could watch ads on the website, yep, to get free points. That. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> and then we'd go to see what was on sale and, oh, that hair is kind of cool. I'll pick that up for my 50 points that I watched a 30 second ad Um, And was there some some, uh, problems with like people outside the company selling stuff too? Was that a possibility? Could they sell stuff in that store? Well, you could make custom content, which is mods for, um, for items or clothing or other assets. Um, and I think, you know, according to the terms of service, um, you're not supposed to sell them. You know, if it it should be accessible by everyone if it's not, you know. But those darn assemblers, they were selling stuff, weren't they? They could have been. I mean, they put everything behind ad block websites and and stuff. But I bet you they're getting some PayPal. Maybe. Not for me. Got all my stuff <laughs> for free. Wait in the five seconds for the ad page yeah. to be over. <laughs> I, I hope as a nine-year-old you weren't PayPaling people. <laughs> There'd be some questions. All right, so uh, Sims Three also came out on on a lot of the uh, the consoles. We had the Wii, the the PlayStation, the Xbox uh, 360 back then. I remember they they came out with pets. Whenever they came out with with a, a Sims on any kind of console, they'd always come out with the pets also. Um, I it, had it, it on the DS, I think. Yeah, yeah, the DS. Now, on the handhelds, there was a PSP version, there was a DS version. Very um, different game. And there was maybe a Game Boy Advance version. There was a couple different handheld versions, and they were all different from each other. Yeah. The uh, the console ports were all fairly similar, at least. Um, not to the main game, but at least to themselves. Um, like I said, the pets was always seemed like a seemed like a money grab. Yeah. Seemed like they always like the game would come out for 40 bucks and then you knew eventually you're going to have a $30 you know, <laughs> uh, pets version coming out eventually. Which which is why I I always like to to wait and just get one of the uh 17 different combo packs that would yeah. come with the the game and two expansion packs or something. Um that's always seemed like the the smartest way to go. I mean, when I started playing The Sims 3, I don't think I even knew that expansion packs really existed because um, we didn't really have any for The Sims 2 at first. And The Sims 3 base game um, was just super loaded. You know, there was a lot of stuff to do. Um, and it was just really easy. You almost didn't need more. But of course, they sold more. <laughs> And and then they had the stuff packs. Is the Sims three when we get to meet Katy Perry and yes, yes. <laughs> yes, Katy Perry sweet yeah. treats, iconic. Yeah. And and you'd start to see some name brand stuff like IKEA. I don't know if that was in four or was that in three. Like the IKEA stuff pack. It was IKEA. in Sims two. Was it all the way back in Sims two? I think so. Sims two also had an H and M thing. I love marketing. <laughs> I love it. Sims 4 went with a Moschino, which is a luxury clothing brand, which doesn't make any sense, but that's okay. <laughs> we'll talk about it later. <laughs> Very cool. So we're, we're at a good stopping point. We will tease on the next uh, episode that we'll have Sims 4, which is a pretty big topic since it's the, the latest game and it's still, still being going. Uh, sold and developed. Uh, let's see, like eight years after it came out. Um, we'll talk about some of the side uh, spinoff games like The Sims Online, The Sims Free Play, My Sims. And then we'll talk about some other uh, projects that surround The Sims, some of them that happened and some of them didn't. We'll just leave it at that. <laughs>
So I think we did a good job getting through the first three Sims. What do you think, guys? I think I could so. talk for even longer, but I'll spare yeah, you. Yeah, no, when <laughs> when uh when I approached the girls and said, Hey, you think we could do a an episode about the Sims? I think Amber just her eyes lit up. She said, I could do that right now. <laughs> ready. I'm always ready to talk about the Sims. <laughs> I could talk about the Sims for hours. So so we'll we'll uh we'll keep it down to two episodes until Sims five comes out somewhere along the line and then we'll we'll break it back out for that. But but for right now, we're gonna close up this episode. Thank you as always for listening. Go check out that YouTube channel. Uh, give it a like. We're trying to get some more subscribers and some more likers on there. I'm putting a lot of work into it and uh, starting to get some uh, some Let's Plays going on on there. And uh, check out our socials. Don't post a whole lot in those, but we're trying to. We're trying to, to build a little following. We're just simple people here looking for some followers. <laughs> Don't want to beg or anything. But it, it does, it does uh, feel good when you see that you got a new subscriber on, on one of those things. So that, that tells you that, that people do care, or at least uh, they were bribed in some fashion <laughs> or they felt guilty. <laughs> it was a pity. Like we got a pity like on our socials, but thank you so much for listening. Uh, spread the word about our awesome show here. And uh, as always until next time, peace, peace out. out. Peace out. And <laughs> peace out. Thank you for listening to the Family Geekery Podcast. For more information, visit www.familygeekery.com. Don't forget to subscribe at your favorite podcast provider. And until next time, peace out and geek out. I, I kind of sprung that one on, on you guys. You weren't ready for it. That's my no, fault. I was ready. <laughs> you were ready? Were you? That's why you were yeah. two seconds late. <laughs> That's not my fault. You. It's, it doesn't matter if I'm late. He can piece it together. <laughs> That's our as secret, as, Danny. As long as, as long we as edit we say it at the same speed. What happens if one of us like says it too fast? Do you like put us in turtle mode and like? <laughs> Maybe you should try listening to the podcast. I do. <laughs> Peace out. How do you stop this thing?